0: Hi everyone. I'm Gary Knoll. This is the Progressive Commentary Hour. Our theme today, the UAP Disclosure Act, putting the government on notice to disclose information about non-human intelligence and technologies. You may not know what UAP is. You will. And my guest to discuss this in depth is Dr. Jim Garrison. He is currently the director of the Washington, D.C. office of the New Paradigm Institute. That's a non-profit organization founded by acclaimed civil rights and constitutional attorney, Danny Sheehan. The Institute is a leading advocate of the Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena Disclosure Act. And the UAPs are more commonly known as Unidentified Flying Objects, UFOs. Now, this piece of legislation demands that the government release information concerning its held secrets about these UFOs, which include sightings, UFO crashes, and projects to reverse engineer such foreign technologies. Jim is also the founding president of Ubiquity University and the Wisdom School of Graduate Studies, an international school for higher education built upon transformational principles of whole brain and whole systems learning. Earlier, as the co-founder and president of the Gorbachev Foundation, Jim was instrumental in the founding of the State of the World Forum uh, to lay a template for a more sustainable global civilization. In the late 1980s, Jim served as the executive director of the Esalen Institute, Soviet-American Exchange and founded the International Foreign Policy Association in collaboration with Secretary of State George Schultz, and uh, also the Georgian president, Edward uh, Shevizdazzo. He holds a graduate degree in religion and theology from Harvard and Cambridge universities. The organization's website is newparadigmproject.org. Nice to have you with us today, Jim.
1: Thank you, Gary. Always a pleasure.
0: Although the controversy surrounding the U.S. government's cover-up and withholding information about the existence of unidentified anomalous phenomena or UFOs has not been a subject we have covered in a long time, and uh, and during the past couple of years there has been a flurry of interest after several whistleblowers within the military, and intelligence sectors, have come forward and spoken out, even before the congressional committees, about this matter. So to say, do we have UFOs? The answer is yes. Have we known this all along? The answer is yes. Then why have you hidden this from the American public? Why can't you trust the American public to understand what you have discovered? Unless there is some hidden agenda, something more nefarious. Is it possible that the government, especially the defense and intelligence agencies, the CIA, U.S. Security Council, wanted to keep this in case we could weaponize that technology and use it in our defense armamentarian? I'm concerned about this. And yet, everyone who's tried to show that there was a UFO find, a sighting uh, was denied, called a conspiracy theorist. So, to be expected, conspiracy theories have run wild, which for many people unfamiliar about what the government may or may not know or possess, makes it difficult to separate the wheat from the chaff. However, the evidence seems to be so compelling to persuade a significant number of congressional members to support this piece of legislation. That's the good news. The UAP Disclosure Act, I repeat... Write it down, please, listeners. The UAP Disclosure Act. I have known that your colleague, Danny Shin, for decades. And he's been deeply involved in this topic for many years. And information about unidentified craft has been withheld for almost 80 years. And past attempts to get any disclosure have failed. So before going into the actual legislation... It would probably be a good place to start by addressing the questions why has the UAP disclosure so important for Americans and for preserving our democracy or what remains of it? And second, why is it only now that interests and demands for disclosure grow exponentially? And does it have does this have anything to do with the state of artificial development? And intelligence and the fact that now the military is developing artificial intelligence that can think for itself and they just disclose this, they just bragged about this, that it can decide which person to kill if put into combat and it can make up its own mind. It does not need humans. Are any of these things connected? take your time the form is yours
1: boy Gary you always ask the big questions and I'll do my best to answer them uh, but as you indicated it's it's a very complex subject and you're dealing with a domain that is probably the most closely guarded secret maybe in human history it's protected by layers of classifications and secrecies that are even more classified and more secret than even nuclear weapons technology because it is information that will transform our world and I'll get into that uh, a little bit later but to answer your two questions of how it all started this way, and the relationship between uh, our advanced technology and possible reverse engineering of extraterrestrial technology, we need to go back to uh, the end of the Second World War. It's an extraordinary fact that the current UFO phenomenon called UAP now by the U.S. government, an Unidentified Anomalous Phenomena, as a broader, more inclusive uh, term, uh, was coterminous with the development of nuclear weapons technology. And that's a very important fact to note, that it was when the United States humanity, one would say, had to crack the atom Uh, In 1942, 1943, uh, under the stadium there at the University of Chicago. And then in July 16th, 1945, ignited at Alamogordo, Mexico, the Trinity test, and then dropped two atomic bombs on Nagasaki and uh, Hiroshima uh, in August that the UFOs began to appear in a very intense, very specific way. And the first place they really appeared uh, was right by where the nuclear weapons testing uh, took place. And there was a very um, uh, well-known incident within three weeks of the uh testing at the Trinity on July sixteenth, almost exactly coterminous with the dropping of the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. And then it was in July of nineteen forty seven at Roswell, again, very close to the test site, uh, that uh an alien craft uh apparently crash landed and uh the uh, military was called by a farmer who just who saw the uh, explosion and went out to the site and saw that it was very, very advanced technology, and he called the nearby army base and they uh, came out and within a few hours they uh, announced and it was an announced on the radio that they had um, uh, located a unidentified flying object and then uh, about six or seven hours later they the FBI uh, called the radio station and said uh, we are now superseding that it was actually a weather balloon and uh, the uh, military came cordoned off the area and retrieved all the uh, remains including alien, Uh, bodies, and took that uh, to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio, which currently is the largest Air Force base uh, in the world. Uh, And I go into detail about that because that was the kernel of everything that has happened subsequent. And there were a number of things that came together synchronistically, that are very important. The first is that the Manhattan Project that created the uh, nuclear bomb, the atomic bomb, was really the first time in history that you had a completely top secret collusion between the military, the presidency, and science and technology if you think about how people kept secrets you know before the second world war uh, it was basically human to human uh secrets between generals or uh you know armies tried to keep their strategies secret the, but it was uh, fairly easily accessible and what they fine-tuned in the manhattan project was a model of compartmentalization that has endured to the present day. Uh, And that Manhattan Project stayed secret from the time that it was created uh, in 1942 uh, till the uh, dropping of the bombs in uh, Hiroshima in August of 1945. It was one of the most closely guarded secrets in history. And it succeeded uh, because to a large extent, only with the exception of one or two people. Nobody knew the total information set. And uh, so the classifications around top secret and ultra top secret, etc., that all started with the Manhattan Project. That was all put into place by uh, Oppenheimer and the whole, that very small group uh, that, that uh, came together uh, to create the atomic bomb when they discovered that there were somehow technologies that were so far in advance of what was then the most advanced U.S. technology, they didn't know what to do. They kind of freaked out. And President Truman uh, in uh, uh, September of 1947, just two months later, initiated uh, the National Security Act, whereby uh, he said uh, that this information about possible alien technology had to be, keep, be kept absolutely secret, because it contained technological and scientific information that if the United States could crack through reverse engineering would give the United States virtually unlimited advanced technology to be used in a military way against uh, U.S. enemies. And you'll remember uh, that uh, that was the beginning of the Cold War That was the beginning of the U.S.-Soviet rivalry, that was the beginning of the communist revolution in China. And so uh, there was uh, uh, a further enactment by Truman where he said that this is so important and therefore has to be kept so secret that he identified 12 people that came to be known as the Majestic 12 Uh, All of uh, whom um, were drawn from uh, the military, the intelligence community, the energy uh, department where the nuclear weapons uh, had been developed in the first place, uh, engineers at Harvard, uh, MIT, uh, altogether nine men, uh, none of whom were elected none of whom were answerable to anyone except initially the President of the United States, Harry Truman. And it was shortly after that that they initiated uh, the legislation to create the Central Intelligence Agency and the legislation to bring the different agencies of the military, the Navy, the Air Force, the Army, the Marines, all together, under one Secretary of Defense. Uh, uh, And that was the creation of the, what we call the Defense Department. Before then, uh, it uh, didn't exist. The different branches of the military operated more or less independently, cooperatively, for sure, but basically independently. So the simultaneity of a developing nuclear weapons technology that gave humans the capacity to destroy the world as we know it, with incontrovertible evidence that aliens were beginning to visit planet Earth uh, in a concrete, observable way, created the greatest secret. Uh, in the world and very quickly the military partnered with defense corporations that had come together to build the technology that had given the United States the capacity to wage a two-front war against the Germans across the Atlantic and against the Japanese against the across the Pacific and prevail that began what we came to know as the military-industrial complex. That was the genesis of the military-industrial complex. And so nuclear weapons technology, the latest scientific advances, retrieved reverse engineering around uh, UFO technology were the kernel of the military-industrial complex. And that very quickly took on a life of its own such that that cabal, that majestic 12, that, that um, uh, group of people that were, were interfacing between those three uh, or four domains began to operate independently of the government itself. And so that's another point that I would like to make. That's also the origin of what we loosely call the deep state. What it is, it is a a network within the government that acts independent of the government for purposes uh, known to them that they develop. Uh, Without parliamentary debate, without presidential approval, without the adjudication of the courts, without the knowledge and awareness of the public, uh, that's what the deep state is. And its origin is in this complexio uh, between the military, the defense contractors, nuclear technology, and UFO. A technology, and it was very quickly apparent to President Eisenhower, who succeeded uh, President uh, uh, Truman um, in uh, 1952, uh, that uh, that this this deep state function was developing so rapidly and so dangerously that even he, a five star general. Uh, who had won the war in Europe against the Nazis and uh, was the most popular um, military person in the United States and easily won the presidency in 1952 uh, and and served two terms until the election of President Kennedy uh, in 1960. You all recall that at the end of his uh, uh, tenure and his final address, uh, he said, that he needed to warn the American people against the rising power of the military industrial complex. He was the first person to really coin that term. And so if you understand that that was the origin moment for um, the UFO now called the UAP, and against that, that means unidentified anomalous phenomena, which is the term that the U.S. government now uses You understand um, the, the answer To the, 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 the second question uh, And that is that They have made Real progress Because the, the latest data uh, That has been gathered through whistleblowers And historians And UFO researchers Over nearly 80 years now Uh, If I could just summarize the the evidence, and we can go into more detail uh, later. Uh, The U.S. government alone uh, has retrieved, uh, it's estimated, uh, 15 to 20 uh, aircraft. Uh, They estimate that there have been 75 uh, uh, UAP craft around the world that have been uh, taken by various governments, uh, in Russia, in China, uh, in Mexico, in Brazil. Uh, so this is not exclusively a U.S. phenomenon, but it is it is something that all the governments, for the same reasons, um, to gain technological and military superiority over their enemies, have kept completely secret. Um, and that's the first point. And the second point is that as they've reversed engineer, if you look at the history of the last 80 years, starting in the 1960s with, guess what started in the 1960s? Silicon Valley. You can track the explosive advances in technology on almost, a, if you do a graph with the reverse engineering and retrieval of alien craft and alien bodies, what they call extraterrestrial uh, uh, biological entities, Ebens, and it's the it's Lockheed Martin, it's Boeing, it's uh, Northrop Grumman, uh, it's uh, all the major defense contractors who have been uh, working in partnership with, uh, you know, the major tech industries uh, in uh, Silicon Valley, probably all have heard of the Lockheed Martin skunk works. Well, those skunk works, which were set up by Lockheed in the 60s, were independent of Lockheed and given special permission, basically just do it. And it was the Lockheed Martin that was contracted by the uh, the U.S. Defense Department to oversee the reverse engineering in Section 51, that uh, top secret base north of Las Vegas in the Nevada desert and uh, Area 8. Where they took the uh, retrieved craft and were actively working on reverse engineering. So, if you want to talk about Silicon Valley and um, silicon chips and computers and artificial intelligence and uh, the, the research on anti gravity uh, mechanisms of propulsion, uh, free energy. Uh, all that has been a uh, part of what has given the United States, both military and science technology, that extraordinary, um, I would say explosive power, and one of the primary reasons why the United States has dominated the world uh, militarily and technologically because they've been reverse engineering, and that's why they've been keeping it absolutely secret until uh, the present day, But uh, and we can go into that, but I I think that your two questions of why did it happen the way it did, and the relationship with U.S. technological, scientific, and military dominance over the world, um, I believe that there's a deep connection And because it's been controlled by that majestic 12 um, and the deep state, it's been kept completely secret until the present day.
0: I appreciate the overview there, Jim. Thank you. Jim, I I have a concern. And this, again, is my own personal feelings, but right now I don't believe that there's anyone in the government in an important position that we can really trust that they're going to be open and honest. And when you have all these subcontractors of, to the Defense Department, thousands of them, and they each have their own agenda, making money, and they're each given special security clearances, so they know things that the average person does not know. How is it supposed to benefit the average American when the average American is paying all their salaries? Our tax dollars goes for all of this hidden research, development. And we also know from the latest information that they've willingly shared that they're using artificial intelligence robots to be able to determine if an enemy is present and to kill them or not i like, could you imagine how that could also be translated over the 15-minute cities? Let me show you the connection. They keep wanting us to trust them. Who's them? Well, them it would be our legislators. Okay, legislators come and go. They're easily replaced. And uh, even some of the best, like uh, uh, back in the 1970s, there was Frank Church. Frank Church challenged the CIA. The CIA had to come out and acknowledge that it had over 1,400 individuals working in the media on its behest. They would plant stories. The CIA came up with the idea of conspiracy theory. Therefore, if you use it in a pejorative way, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. There are no such things as UFOs or flying saucers or aliens, And if you say that from the media, the media has authority more so than the average person. Remember, we are a society that always defers to authority. So you could be the richest man in the world, but if a cop pulls you over, suddenly in that moment, that cop has equalized your power. You have to say, yes, officer, and here's my driver's license. And now in that moment, that The power is with the cop. Now the government says, in this moment, listen to us. We know what is best. If there was anything out there, we would let you know. So they lied to us. All of them lied. The Senate Intelligence Committee, the House Intelligence Committee, all those members of over all these decades, eight years, they all lied to us. The Secretary of Defense the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the presidents, all the presidents knew the truth. They lied to us. Then the CIA can control the media, and does, with all these leaks. Did you notice under the Obama administration thousands and thousands of leaks and not one single person prosecuted, and yet it's a federal crime? So those in power are using that power to control what we believe So therefore, when someone says eat your fruits and vegetables, they're good for you, and someone else says have a pizza, have fried chicken, have this big hamburger, which one are you going to go for? Well, it's obvious. The propaganda, the celebrities are not telling you to eat your fruits and vegetables. They're telling you I'm paid a lot of money to convince you by my celebrity status to believe this. So now... We have morbid obesity, diabetes, in the majority of Americans, including our children. And the point I'm making is this. If all we do is defer all of our realities to the people in our lives, the heads of our religions, the heads of our political parties, the heads of our ideological uh, beliefs, the professors in school, the major media, celebrities within the media, then, where is there any room for the average person to make up their own mind? So, and these are the people who are going to tell us that they're going to do something good with that energy, the reverse, uh, reversing the energy so we can use it peacefully. I don't see anything being done by corporate interest, by foundational interest, by NGO interest, by governmental interest, or the deep state interest. And the deep state is itself controlled by the people that control BlackRock, Vanguard, because they control everything. So where does that leave us? In my opinion, it leaves us with the government continuing to lie about everything, because they can, and they'll be protected. And when you go to tell the truth about UFOs, like in your bill, you'll be called conspiracy theorists, or they'll find some way of trying to discredit you. And so therefore, we the people... Are lied to, manipulated, and propagandized nonstop. I do not trust, Jim, any governmental agency. They lie as a matter of course and policy. They lied about weapons of mass destruction. They lied about the Gulf of Tonkin uh, issue, the, the North Island totally. attacking our ship. They lied about going into Afghanistan, that the, 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 it was Al Qaeda. Uh, they lied about the reason to go into Iraq go into Syria. To this day, they're lying about Syria and they lied about their Gloria Newland and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama causing the coup in Ukraine in 2014. They lied about their their regime change in Honduras. They've never told us the truth about anything. And it doesn't matter whether they're like, uh, uh, Judge Napolitano said that he had a personal conversation two weeks before President Trump left office. And he said, you were going to declassify the JFK assassination papers. And he said, I can't, because I saw them. And what is in them is so horrific and so terrifying, I dare not say a thing. Well, if the president of the United States, I don't care if it's Trump or anyone else, and all previous presidents would have known this, Obama would have known it. Because when you're president of the United States, you're going to ask about Roswell. You're going to ask about JFK. You're going to ask these your intelligence advisors, or your single intelligence advisors that oversees all 16 intelligence agencies, what is the truth? Do we have UFOs? If so, where are they at? And what are we doing with them? And you would have been privy to that as president. So when Trump, who is bombastic, I don't like anything about Trump, uh, but when he is afraid to talk, that means he's afraid of the consequences to himself. Mm
1: -hmm. So then
0: there we have the CIA, We have the entire national security deep state apparatus. And as you said earlier, Jim, and rightly so, they are unaccountable to anyone. So, who does the coup? It's the deep state. Who does the assassinations? It's the deep state. Who's the one that can control elections? Who's the one that plants in the minds of every single major CIA and intelligence agency operative that? The Hunter Hunter, uh, laptop is a fraud, is a Russian disinformation. It was the deep state. Who lied before Congress? Clapper, the head of the National Security Agency, about uh, spying on every single American's telephone. And who knew about it? Obama. Who approved it? Obama. It was breaking laws. Were any of them held accountable? No one. Who lied to keep Hillary Clinton out of prison? and keep their foundation afloat, the deep state. So I see this a little differently than the average person, because I don't trust anything the deep state says, does, write, or any of the media, because the media are all beholding. And even if they haven't been directly contacted, you see the same identical stories. UFOs are just conspiracy theories. UFOs are conspiracy Fair theories. I mean. These are nut, tin ten foil nut jobs, and every single thing is said exactly word for word. You can't have 300 media outlets from CNN to MSNBC to Richard Maldon, all saying the same things unless it was orchestrated. It was controlled disinformation. Yep. So now they control the disinformation agencies, the NGOs, the foundations that are, quote, going to tell you the truth, that are all set out to lies. It's the deep state because in yep. a heartbeat they can change anything and everything for any person. So they can keep a Hillary Clinton in my opinion should have been in prison for life. They can keep her front and center and all of her sins and her husbands washed away. And they can take a good person and suddenly put him in prison. So why in the world do we even associate constructive free energy with reverse engineering when they've never done anything for free? They capitalize and monetize every single thing they can. And they're only going to use whatever technology they gain for themselves, not for the betterment of the world. Your thoughts, please.
1: Well, I completely uh, agree. It's, it's, It's kind of shocking to think of the oxymoron the free press has become in the liberal democracies of North America and Europe, when, as you say, uh, THEY ALL SAY ESSENTIALLY THE SAME THING, EVEN ON MANY OCCASIONS WORD-FOR-WORD, word, uh, AS IF THERE IS a, a SCRIPT THAT HAS BEEN HANDED DOWN THAT THESE JOURNALISTS uh, WHO RECEIVE VAST AMOUNTS OF MONEY AND ARE MAJOR PERSONALITIES IN THE CULTURE uh, WHO ELICIT A LOT OF RESPECT AND and um, uh, CREDIBILITY ARE IN FACT JUST MOUTHPIECES Uh, for the state on uh, critical issues uh, deemed uh, important by uh, uh, let's call it the deep state for want of uh, another word. What's interesting uh, about the UAP issue is the way that that is breaking down under the weight of not only increased uh, UFO sightings uh, all over the world uh, but also the increased uh, number of whistleblowers uh, coming out of the military intelligence complex itself uh, who are like Daniel Ellsberg you know in the Pentagon papers and and Lou Alessandro uh, in 19 at uh, 2017 and David Grush uh, in uh, 2023, are, are are standing forth and speaking truth to power in a very very compelling way, and I think it's worth uh, dwelling on that for just a moment because that's also true. And I, the the example of of Lou Alessandro um, is important. Here he was the the director of the uh, a top secret. Uh, UAP uh, investigation uh, team uh, in uh, the Pentagon. Uh, and he, uh, was a, you know, a good American kind of citizen and, and like the firefighters that, you know, came to you, they, you know, they had certain basic, uh, integrity and he wasn't getting any answers. And when he went to his superiors, they, They either didn't know or tell him that he didn't need to know, but his job was to know. And finally, uh, he uh, wrote to the uh, Secretary of Defense, and his letter was intercepted, and the letter never made it to the Secretary of Defense's office. That's how closely guarded this stuff is. And then he resigned. And then working with Christopher Mellon, who... Um, had been the uh, Undersecretary of Defense for Intelligence uh, Matters under um, uh, uh, George Bush Jr. uh, and uh, Obama, Um, uh, they went to the New York Times and they persuaded the editorial board of the New York Times in a front page uh, article on uh, December uh, 17th, I believe it was, 2017, with videos uh, showing the radar tracking of, of military US military fighter pilots of these UAP. And uh, that was like a bombshell because it was one of the rare times, probably since the 1960s in the Pentagon Papers, where the, the, the New York Times actually did something Uh, that was uh, in the spirit of really free journalism. And that kind of opened up the whole discussion. And what began to happen is the people in Congress began to realize they'd been out of this loop for 75 years. And the Congress had a right to know. So there began to develop in the Congress a group uh, in a bipartisan way uh, that began to say, it's time for at least the Congress to be in on this. And that led uh, through many interesting uh, events, etc., to the testimony this last July, July 26th, where the House Government Oversight Committee uh, had three gentlemen from the US military in public sworn testimony, Uh, to tell the Congress what they knew. And it was David Grush uh, who worked for the Navy uh, Geospace uh, Global Intelligence uh, Agency, one of the scores of intelligence agencies embedded in the U.S. military industrial complex that said, yes, absolutely. He had had the same experience as Lou Alessandro. In fact, he was the guy who was brought in after uh, Lou, and experienced that he tried to get information. He talked all to about 40 people who said, this is absolutely real. We have the craft, we have the bodies, we've been reverse engineering. That's what's giving us our superordinate scientific, technological and military supremacy uh, over the rest of the world. Um, and uh, he began to realize that the government Had been lying in an unconstitutional way, including intimidating people who knew the information, uh, as you reported from the firefighters, and up to including killing people. And this was in testimony before the US Congress. And that hit, um, you know, like a grenade in a a china shop. And um, uh, uh, all of a sudden, Uh, people around the world began to realize that what was beginning to happen in the face of the most closely guarded secret in history was an accumulation of evidence, an accumulation of whistleblowers that are willing to speak truth to power. And since uh, David Grush Made his uh, uh, testimony, and he he has said in a number of interviews, including there in the Congress, what he went through. Um, they tried to destroy him professionally, uh, and uh, fired his boss uh, for not keeping him in line, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and but since then, uh, its estimates vary, but there's been between ten and forty other people deeply buried in that military industrial complex who are coming forth as whistleblowers and reporting to the U.S. Congress. And um, uh, just two final points on this. Uh, One is that that resulted in the Schumer Amendment. The Schumer Amendment was uh, developed by uh, Senator Rubio Senator Rounds, both Republicans, uh, Senator Schumer, uh, Senator uh, Gillibrand, uh, both Democrats, others, you know, uh, Senator Warner, uh, a a group of of senators uh, came together and they said the time has come for disclosure that the U.S. Congress, as the seat of the government, has the constitutional right and indeed the accountability to... receive all this information over the last 80 years by right of eminent domain and the right of the power of the subpoena. And they were going to create a, a nine-person oversight committee nominated by the president, uh, 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 confirmed by the Senate to oversee a seven-year, what they called control UAP disclosure plan to bring this information out to the American and the world public. It was arguably the most important in legislation, maybe in history, because it was releasing information that will transform humanity's understanding of itself, the larger ecosystem, and its relationship to the larger cosmic galactic reality. So that amendment was submitted into the National Defense uh, Authorization Act, the NDAA, that every year is the last piece of legislation because it gives the Pentagon uh, and the military industrial complex all the money that it needs for the next year. So there's always attempts. You can see it in the news today. They're trying to get money for Ukraine, money for uh, 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 Israel and Gaza. Uh, There's all kinds of amendments that get attached to the National Defense Authorization Act. But what happened last weekend? Last weekend, while Americans were celebrating Thanksgiving, it was announced um, by a, a very obscure newswire Um, uh, the libertariannews.com that Senator Mitch McConnell and the new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, were teaming up with Mike Rogers, who's the chairman of the House Armed Services Committee, and Mike Turner, who's the chairman of the uh, House Intelligence Committee. And it's important to note that Mike Turner His district, the 10th district of Ohio, is where Wright-Patterson Air Force Base is located, where they have taken all the alien aircraft and bodies and then are distributed to other secret locations around the United States. If you look at his district, it's got every single one of the major aerospace defense contractors. So they announced they were going to try to kill the bill, kill the amendment. And in the last few days, they've succeeded in essentially, uh, as it stands right now on the uh, 5th of December, uh, 2023, they've managed to uh, eviscerate the Schumer Amendment, taking out the right of eminent domain, taking out the right of the subpoena, taking out any oversight committee, deleting any Uh, uh, controlled disclosure plan and saying that the AERO office, the all domain anomalous uh, resource office that was set up last year by the Congress to receive the information on the UFOs, which is is overseen by the Pentagon, is the only office that uh, can Uh, release this information and receive this information. and It will only release information that has prior approval of the Department of Defense. So right now, as we speak, Gary, Danny Sheehan and Lou Alessandro and Chris Mellon and Richard Dolan and uh, everybody who's been involved, David Grush, are frenetically trying to save this bill. So, as we end this program, I want to reiterate what you said at the beginning. Everybody listening to the sound of my voice and Gary's voice today, December 5th, needs to contact your senator and your House representative with a very simple message. Support the UAP Disclosure Act. You can go to the newparadigminstitute.org website. We have a call to action where you can just download the letter supporting the UAP Disclosure Act uh, and send it to your congressional representative or your senator. But we're talking about the most important piece of legislation in human history. We're talking about the initiation of humanity's E.T. moment. When at long last, we have the opportunity to transform human relations and begin the process of looking upwards into the cosmic, galactic, vastness of the universe with the certain knowledge that we are not alone. And that these extraterrestrial intelligences have been here, they've been on planet Earth, There's been contact, and there's evidence. That's what's at stake in the UAP Disclosure Act. And the deep state is doing everything it can to block the bill. And so you need to contact the U.S. government.
0: I appreciate that. One last quick question, and that is, and this is just out of my own curiosity, where do you and Danny stand on this long debate argument as to whether this this alien intelligence or intelligences are friendly or not?
1: I would say that ultimately no one knows, but I would point to one single fact about the 80 year experience uh, of, of, of the extraterrestrials and that is, There's been no reported incidences uh, of the aliens uh, attacking uh, uh, human populations uh, like the Israelis are attacking Gaza. Uh, There doesn't appear to be any uh, military aggressiveness against the planet. And furthermore, of all the reported communications with the extraterrestrials, which have been happening by the thousands all over the world over the last 80 years. The most consistent communication that is reported by people who assert that they've experienced ET communication is the single message. Humans, stop killing each other. Stop destroying the planet. And above all, stop your nuclear weapons programs. One of the, the most incontrovertible pieces of evidence about uh, any aggressiveness on the part of the ETs on the planet is the way that they've gone to nuclear weapons silos, uh, nuclear-powered aircraft carriers, even submarines, nuclear power plants, and uh, uh, even shut them down. And so the messaging that we're receiving from these uh, extraterrestrial beings uh, is, is overwhelmingly a constructive one. So I think we can safely assume until further notice, knowing that we don't know, that if we would upgrade our capacity for harmony with each other and the larger planetary ecosystem, we would demonstrate the kind of maturity that I think the advanced extraterrestrial civilizations require for us to take our place in the overall cosmic scheme of things. I would say that would be our general perspective at the New Paradigm Institute.
0: I appreciate your input as always, Jim. You're always at the cutting edge. You're out there in a in a thorough world of good. You're always looking for positive solutions, and I really respect that. And I, I've always had a great respect for Danny Shin. He is courageous. After all, remember, had he not approved the New York Times article, and they said it's your call, should we publish the Pentagon Papers? They wouldn't have published them, and he gave exactly. the go-ahead. So he's giving my best. We will continue this conversation, but it. We want to have a separate conversation of why is it that no one in America, except one person that I know of, Robert Kennedy Jr., has stated publicly he will begin to deconstruct the deep state. And I said to him, then there's a likelihood they're going to kill you in the process. And he's still willing to take that risk because no one goes against the deep state. They committed crimes against humanity that are just... They're unfathomable. It's estimated that more than 20 million people have died worldwide since the end of World War II because of these interventions around the world. And they're knee-deep in all that. We're out of time. Thank you very much. And thank all the listeners. Please share this information and support the UAP Disclosure Act. The UAP Disclosure Act. Let your legislator know immediately. Have a nice day, everyone. there's too many of you to cry brother brother brother
1: there's far too many of you die you know